Welcome to the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Jeff Owens is the WEIU-FM director at Eastern Illinois University, and Joe Gisandi is the author of Field Guide to Covering Sports. The Sports and Media Show is a sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports. Now, let's go to the show. And a good day, everyone. Welcome to the Sports and Media Show. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. This is our 23rd edition of the Sports and Media Show. We're having a good time. We're also live right now on Facebook, on our Facebook page. Hope you enjoy that. And, of course, this show will also be on the WEIU.net uh, every week. So just keep checking in. Uh, today is, well, today, the day we're recording this is the, the day that NFL free agency starts. So it's kind of a, it's a real fun and active day for people of the sports media to be doing that. So here we are. Yeah, uh, was it a couple hours? We're gonna find out of our very own Tony Romo where he's going. Originally, he was going to be uh, maybe released by Jerry Jones. He had requested it. We don't know actually the whole story there. And now you're telling me you had some updated information, right? Yeah, it looks like Romo is now going to get traded, possibly to the Broncos, and the Broncos may in turn then trade Simeon to the Jets, since the Jets are always looking for a quarterback. So uh, <laughs> they're looking for everything. Yeah, and Jay Cutler was cut today by the Bears. Uh, they they went out and got Mike Glennon from the Buccaneers. So uh, interesting day, of course, in uh, the National Football League and uh, all around sports. Illinois just lost in the Big Ten tournament. Breaking news there, not really. They were they got just <laughs> demolished by Michigan. Uh, by over 20, so the John Gross, whether or not he gets uh, released from his contract uh, time, is uh, that uh, that clock is uh, now ticking as well. So, some interesting stuff happening in the world of media, though. And I think the first one I want to talk about is the one that you sent me. Uh, second is about the media, and um, that only four percent of the media admitted that they uh, actually voted for Donald Trump. Talk about this, Joe. Well, it's uh, it's a piece in the in the big lead, and. What, oh, oh, checking on the Facebook stuff. It's something on the big lead where um, the writer there has brought up an interesting point, which is, you know, I guess it's a little bit interesting, which is are people more liberal or conservative? On the other hand, as, I, as we said, I think, last week, yeah. I, I don't really care. I don't know that it makes a difference in sports media as to someone's positive or negative. I wrote about it, if you want to check about it, on sportsfieldguide.org. I wrote a piece on it last week about that. But I don't think it really makes a difference. But, they, they, but the thing that bothers me is they doubled down. Hey, we did this, we're getting a lot of feedback against it. So they did a poll. Well, they did a poll of 50 writers. 50 writers. 50 writers. Um, I talked to Tommy Dees, who's the um, president for the Associated Press Sports Editors this morning, and I said, hey, how many sports writers are they? And he goes, well, we have about 450 um, members, uh, and then who knows how many is there? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> you know, he's, yeah. he's, he, he, there's a lot. Yeah. So 50% is, is hardly. No, not 50%, just 50. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, 50, 50 is hardly, as we learned in the last elections, these small samplings of polls mean very little. They even talked about how little it is, but yet this is going to get a lot of traction as yep. if it's valid, and it's not. There you go. Well, I mean, <laughs> here's some of the numbers. They were talking about journalists, how many gun owners they are compared to non-gun owners, how many are white, how many are in all these other different places. And they keep admitting, well, but of course, most of them are the big markets, which, you know, New yeah. York and California are going to be different. Um, I don't know what gun ownership has to do with whether or not you're covering an issue or something <laughs> like that. I don't know where they yeah. People are getting so uptight about all these different things. I thought it was a very unscientific poll. If, if, if something like this is going to be written, I want them talking to sociologists, psychologists, linguists, all of these people to do it the right way instead of the superficial. Hey. I don't think, I mean, what do you think? I agree with you 100%. I mean, it's one of those things where, but you know, the country based on small sample sizes. You know, Arbitron used to do that. Nielsen used to do right. that. It's amazing how many million 
billions and billions of dollars trades hands because of small sample size and, and when it comes to these surveys and polls. It's crazy that people rely on them and they read about them. But, you know, we're sitting here talking about it ourselves. So are we part of the problem or part of the solution? Well, probably a little of both. But I think when something absurd like this happens, you've got to speak out against it. And I just don't believe in any way that that big lead story, and they do a good job a lot of things. Yeah, this right And, and this writer is a, a, good, a good writer. I, I appreciate this person. But this is not something that's valid. 50 writers out of, I don't know, at least a thousand? Yeah. That, that's, that's not saying anything. There you go. The other thing you sent me out this morning was uh, Jim Miller was on the Dan Patrick show, I believe. One of your uh, favorite shows, yes, right? Yes, uh, I'll list a little bit of it today. But uh, he was talking about how he thinks that uh, TV sports or professional sports is all eventually going to be uh, pay-per-view and pay for what you want, and that kind of TV is shifting that way anyway. Um, I think it, there's some validity there. I also think it's interesting. I think people are really watching their dollars right now, mm -hmm. and they really only want to spend money on things that they actually use. And as you know as well as I do, if you're DirecTV, Dish, Mediacom, Consolidated TV subscriber, you you probably have 10 to 12 core TV channels you watch, but you're paying for another 80 to 90 in some instances, 30 to 40, whatever it is. And people are kind of saying, you know, that's dumb. If I'm never going to watch... MTV or Home and Garden. You don't watch MTV. Well, Home saying. and Garden, please. Come on. Home not? and Garden more than MTV. Yeah, yeah, me too. But as you know, but you know, what I'm saying is that if you don't watch these, why should any of my money be going towards it? And so I think it's the same way. I understand there's some validity there. I don't think it's going to happen in the next couple of years. You, you know, what do you, what do you think? I completely disagree with him. And in, in, in this way, every advancement in sports and in media has come to do with technology and by getting more people involved. It, it, so when print came out in the 20s, much more sports. Radio in the 30s really kicked in, and baseball teams started doing it. You had more fans coming in. TV really kicking in in the 60s and, and somewhat in the 70s kicked in. Fantasy sports bringing all these things are bringing more people and eyeballs in. Why would they suddenly do it like – and I think it's interesting. He said uh, Miller was talking about maybe like StubHub and Uber and depending on the, what the yeah. market fluctuations. But you're going to have very few people watching these NBA games, which is going to hurt the NBA. It's going to hurt the NFL. I think, counter to that, that these leagues are going to start taking control of this media themselves. I, th I see the NBA, which is already doing some of these, MLB, NFL, I see them streaming it themselves and then selling their, their dollars themselves, but giving it out for people because they need more people watching, not fewer. This is going to limit it. I think, I'm, I don't know. I mean, we're all speculating, but I, I think yeah, that you've got to find a way to bring more people in because you make money by giving stuff away, Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, software, to get them to use it, and then you make money off the other things. You, you can be very well right, and I, and I know people who on the Internet know where they can go watch movies that, are at, that aren't even released yet online because there's all these other websites. And I think, if you watch, I think there's a way that people are, can always find stuff for free, and I agree in, 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 with what you're saying. The leagues are definitely going to control more of what you're talking about and their product, whether it's pay-per-view, online, or whatever. I don't know. I just don't think it's as – I think we've, we've jumped a lot ahead real quick in technology right now, and I think it's now time for people to kind of slow down a little bit and see where things happen because eventually there's – it's still only one product, you know? The NFL is one product. Where you get it, does it really matter? No. If you like it, you're gonna get it, whether you're watching it through your PlayStation, DirecTV, Dish, whatever. So you're still a fan of that and you're willing to pay for it. I think, I, what I gathered, I think people are tired of paying for stuff that they don't watch. And so that's kind of where these 
consolidated and direct TVs are going to go is they're going to let you go a la carte, pick the top 25 channels, and we're going to your bill is going to be this much. I think that's the way TV and sports viewing is going to go. So yeah, well that very well could do. That makes a lot of sense. I just got my bill for direct TV. All my discounts went off the board, <laughs> so I was like, I'm not paying 126 dollars for this. So I'm I'm already looking. I'm already getting ready to sign up for my MLB.com, yeah. and maybe I'll use Hulu or Sling or something like that. There you go. It is NCAA conference tournament time this week. Uh, lots of stuff going on. The March Madness will begin on Sunday night with the brackets and all the stuff coming out. Um, have you have you got into college basketball yet? You've been, you've been the last few shows. You've been saying ah. I, I do love college basketball, but right now in in America, it's tough. I love the NBA. I love college basketball. I love baseball. Yep. I just don't have the t- hours in the day. I mean, I don't know if any of us do. So, I I, I have not. <laughs> Maybe when the bracket comes out. I have been watching the tournaments this week a little bit, and next week I'll probably watch an awful lot, and especially since we're on spring break. Uh, I suspect I'll watch a whole lot. Regardless how much I watch it every year, though, the NCAA tournament comes. Yeah. Man, I'm sitting in front of the TV watching these games. It's it's great drama, isn't it? Oh, I love it mostly when it gets to the end of one set of games and the other ones are getting ready to start, and you know you just kind of watch the the close ones. And there's always the you know you know, I always root for the underdogs. That's what you do, you know. Right. Mostly when your teams, you know, your teams that you like are you know are not going to be in the tournament, which is Eastern and Illinois, and for me, Oklahoma this year. I got no, I got no. Gonzaga. <laughs> Although they're not a they're not an underdog anymore, right? No, Even though they lost. I like Gonzaga a little bit. Uh, Northern Kentucky, I like the fact that they're just mm. a five-year program and they're already um, uh, in the tournament this year. So I kind of root for them as an underdog to maybe win a game. I, I, I think they'll have pretty good stand. I mean, they always get pretty good ratings. Yeah. They, they better because they're, they're talking about a contract. You know, thinking about what Miller said on the Dan Patrick show, what would the NCAA do? Because they have this billion-dollar contract and with CBS, but also TBS and TNT and True, True TV, TV yeah. and, and all those other things. I wonder if the NCAA will get into the um, the business of broadcasting games and making money. They can't do their job now in some instances, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, they right. have trouble doing it. I, and right. I think with a billion-dollar right. contract with CBS, I think that's one part of their business model they can live with. <laughs> well, Just a gut feeling, but yeah, I can yeah. wrong. No, but I mean, when it, if it goes on, if... if, yeah. if if suddenly no one's getting CBS anymore or TNT because they're all killing their direct TV, yeah. how are, at the end of this, I wonder how they'll disseminate it. Because I agree with you. I think yeah, that money. I, the yeah. future is, is well, and I was changing little, quickly. I was on Twitter this morning following one of the Illinois writers, and he said he checked into the, you know, his hotel last night to, for the Big Ten tournament. And in the hotel in Washington, D.C., he was in, didn't have the Big Ten, didn't have the Big Ten network on its platform. So part of the problem is access right now. You know, TV is not is not getting everywhere it needs to be where internet is everywhere. So right. you can see there is some a little bit of validity of, of if internet's everywhere and TV's not. And that's what part of the problem is. Mostly when it comes to hotels is these new networks just don't get on these TV chains very fast. So right. I don't know. It's interesting times in the TV world right now. It is. Did you hear Jim Beheim's uh, comments about the uh, about the ACC tournament? I did not listen to, to that, no. Um, it, it was just a quick one. He was saying that it shouldn't go back to Greensboro because that's where the ACC's based. He said it should be in New York and D.C. because those are the big hubs, more players, and then more exposure like you were talking about if you're in dc and they've been in dc and they're going to new york i think this year and then i think in 18 or 19 they go back to north carolina it's a smaller market he says go to the big markets like you were talking yeah. about and that's where the big 10 is that's why they went to washington dc this year because usually always is in indianapolis but they uh or chicago's but they went to uh, dc so interesting that there wasn't there 
Uh, the Michigan team had a heck of an adventure getting to the game. You hear about that? Yeah, they had some problems with the plane. Plane. Right? They had to wear like uh, their practice jerseys today and uh, their game, their their practice shirt, uh, shoes and stuff. But it didn't seem to problem bother them one bit as they waxed Illinois. So. Yeah, I um, as someone who doesn't uh, uh, love flying, um, I, <laughs> I I felt their pain. There you go. Uh, ESPN has announced that. Uh, well, many people around ESPN has announced that they are going to have some serious. Big name talent layoffs coming. I'll be interested to see when the names come out. I know where Kaylee Hartung already took, uh, bolded. She left for CNN, and she's one of my favorites on there. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, over the next couple of uh, weeks or months, who uh, gets to stay at ESPN and who leaves. So yeah, I'm wondering if, I, in that report. I think Richard Deich of SI was talking yeah. a lot about it as well. I'll be curious to see if a lot of these cuts are the result of not making as much money on TV, radio, um, or, or in print. I'm interested in their in their podcasts. I don't know how many of those you download from ESPN, but they put very few commercials in it. Yeah. I don't. It's almost like you can watch one of the hour shows with lots of commercials, but now if it's on the podcast, not. I don't. I don't know the advantage or, or the the model for that. I think their business model was at first get involved in every major sport, overpay for every major sport, and the ad dollars will come in. Yeah. Oh, sure. And that worked for a while. It's not working anymore. People are spending ad dollars in different places they never had, which means there's less part of the pie for ESPN, and they're trying to figure it out. And they're trying to figure it out with a lot of big contracts on the table that they still have to pay. So uh, there, you, we've probably used the word interesting too much today, but interesting times at, uh, at Disney slash ESPN right now with you know what the fallout's going to be. Yeah, the media is changing at, at rapid speed. There's, there there's no doubt about it. Speaking of A, I saw where you wrote the word A-Rod down. Oh, yeah. Uh, A-Rod, speaking of media, is now an official Fox broadcaster full-time. And I, we both are probably two of the, the weirdos who really thought that A-Rod did a great job, where most people were kind of, oh, it's A-Rod, I don't care. Apparently, we're not alone, though. I know. Yeah, that's uh, why we were vindicated. Yeah. Well, you keep reading these stories and reports where A-Rod's calling the president for Fox or one of the announcers at midnight and sending things going, hey, I saw Anthony Rizzo swing, and I think it's this. And He's completely vested in this. He loves this stuff. He's He's a self-admitted baseball geek, nerd, whatever term you want to use. Yeah. When he's out there, he talks about it. You can tell he's excited. I hear he, you know, the readings all the people are talking about that he shows up to meetings way early. He loves and digs this stuff. There, there was a story probably eight years ago when he was with the Yankees, somewhere around 2008, 9, 10 when he was with the Yankees, that he was there. They had a video on MLB Network showing how he mentored a lot of players. And an advantage he has, as we talk about journalism too, is that he can speak Spanish. So he can interact with a lot of yeah, athletes that other people can as well. So that gives him another distinct advantage. And he loves to teach. He knows the game inside and out. And he's able to talk about it. He's not afraid, certainly not afraid of controversy, yeah. right? Yeah. That's a great point. I never thought about that, the Spanish speaking out. And, I, you know, I think it's one of those things where the players still respected A-Rod, where the, really the, the media was more the backlash against him. And I, he did come out and admit it finally. And, he, you know, everybody said, oh, he's a liar and all this stuff. You know, he came clean. His, his, his image has been tarnished forever. But it doesn't mean he doesn't know baseball. <laughs> no, I mean, he was admittedly, even despite everything that's going on, he was one of the hardest workers. Yeah. He was there early. He was hitting balls. He was fielding. He was helping other people. Um, you can't get to be a Hall of Fame level player by just taking steroids. Otherwise, you and I might even yeah, be there, exactly. for God's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> other thoughts of what's going on in the world of sports and media this week, Joseph? Um, the All-Star Game. Um, what was interesting is that uh, Chris Paul, for the Clippers suggested to the commissioner that they start having a four-point shot and a ten-point shot. Ooh, I saw the four-point. I didn't. I guess I didn't miss the part where he said ten-point. 
Yeah, the four point, of course, uh, in a different corner. Three, and the yeah. 10 is from half court, a spotted half court where you go for it. So oh. even when you're down by nine or 10, you got a shot on this. Uh, you know. But just for the All-Star game. Yeah, it's, I mean, it'd be fun for the All-Star game. I still think they should raise the rim in the dunk contest because that would really add who's the best athlete. Can you get to 10-6? Can you get to 11-foot? Can you get to 11-6? Yeah. Then you really get to see the guys jumping out of the gym. But, uh, yeah, there's all kinds of things. Just adding some fun to it. It's like playing horse with somebody. You have to dribble off your left hand, bounce it yeah. off the wall, try to do it, and, well, know, and get it in the hoop. I, Chris Paul said, I, which I didn't like, was he said he wanted the players to pick the starting lineups. Yes. Where the fans have actually been voting and kind of get to pick that. So, Got to be careful there, Mr. Paul, because yeah. you're a well-liked NBA player. But when you start taking part of the interaction away from the fans, and you lose that, you know, touch with the fans, and I think that can always hurt a program. Yeah, fans want the interaction is key for baseball, football, whatever sport. Yeah, okay, that, football took away some of that stuff. Yeah, they did. Realized, you know, the, the Michael Irvin and the guys picking the teams. Nobody watched the NFL, uh, you know, Pro Bowl game, and so probably the most uninteresting of the yeah, All Star games, in my it, opinion, it, at least. Yeah, completely. After the, it's you know, it, yeah, pointless. All you're doing is waiting for the next week for the Super Bowl to get here. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, <laughs> biding time. There you go. Uh, the other thing is uh, Major League Soccer. You know, that last year. Kicked off, yeah. It just kicked off. And last they're coming off a year in which they had their um, MLS Cup. Um, they increased 111%. Their new ratings. teams coming in. I don't know much about it. I saw some new teams. Uh, well, Orlando's in. really uh, my yeah. old town. Uh, or they have a new stadium. They're, they're, they're just going crazy with uh, um, filling up the fans. S- uh, Central Florida, of course, has a big um, uh, Hispanic population. And, if, of course, it's not just with people who who are Spanish that are big fans of it, but it's growing all over. They're getting still smaller numbers. I think it was um, they're getting 1.4 million people watched the finals last year in Fox. Of course, it was between the Seattle Sounders and the Toronto FC Club Football Club. Not exactly two big markets. <coughs> yeah, for but sure. but still, I mean, 1.4 million people. It's it's it really is slowly That's growing. Five times where the people are watching undisputed. <laughs> you know? That's right. Which is, which is on every Fox promo there is. Right. So. Uh, it makes and soccer's growing. I mean, it's a growing sport. It and volleyball are two just gigantic sports worldwide that are you know are, are making a slow increase in popularity in in the United States. And I mean, every kid plays soccer at some point when they grow up. They may not stick with it, but so they understand that. And so that means the game is a little bit more understandable to people. Yes. Uh, the casual fan now. I remember my kid played. Only played a couple of years, but I get it now. It used to be one of those sports, kind of like hockey. You just, if you didn't get it, you didn't want to watch it. But now everybody has some you know t- in touch with it, and I think it makes sense now. And so. And you can see where soccer is, you know, it, it has a spot. It's not going to be NFL or NBA, but there's definitely a place for it to grow and continue to go. Uh, mostly with the, with the girls' program, I think, women's mm. soccer, because, you know. The, the Wildly successful, yeah. yeah. There you go. At the international level. What else you got? Uh, that was the big stuff. I, 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 I'm tired of Shaq and Barkley saying stuff just to get their own names and attention on TNT. That, that's, that's grown old. I think that they... Shaq and Barkley are funny enough on their own. They don't have to just go out and say things for the sake of saying things. No, to try not to get at all. people to, to, to start these Twitter wars and online arguments. I mean, it's just the product's the product. The NBA is doing fine. Uh, just talk about the game, and you can joke a little bit, but don't, you don't have to start mean-spirited uh, feuds between you know you and active players on who's the best and all this stuff. Just just do your job, and people still were going to tune in to hear Shaquille O'Neal and uh, Charles Barkley's opinions. It just sometimes they take it too far, and it's run its gamut. Oh, I agree. I, admittedly, I don't watch that show as much as I used to. I, use, but it's I just, just read cause the stuff I'm, online more than I watch it because right. I'm just not, you know. And it's not because I don't want to. It's just different times and sometimes are real late at night when I'm getting up real early in the yeah. morning. 
They did try a players-only broadcast. I did see a little bit about that this week where they didn't have an actual play-by-play voice. They just had, like, the Barry, Rick Barry, and a, no, not Rick Barry, Brent Barry, and a couple other guys do the broadcast. I watched maybe five minutes of it to get the feel for it. It wasn't bad at all because from the players' point of view, they see the game a little bit different. But Oh, sure. So sure. It's kind of you know, it's always neat to see those different types of broadcasts. So I, I listened to this morning – Stephen A. Smith. Sorry. Broadcast. No. I, again, I'm. I, He's God, one of those I'm guys. starting to like him more it's and like more. It's like Howard Stern. You listen, even if you don't like him, because what's he going to say, right? Oh, uh, well, yeah, certainly that. But he was on, and and he was broadcasting Tim Tebow, uh, his at bat in spring training, as if that's a, you know, that's yeah. a, that's a big thing. But it, but it is. People are talking about that. Um, and it was one of the most entertaining. I mean, I actually cared about the spring training at bat. He, yeah. he really is good at what he does. Oh, he's good. And he's a great voice. He's a, he's great a voice. He just aggravates me sometimes. And the other thing is, on the side of that, is Tim Tebow is getting blasted. And the, some of the blasts on Twitter and Facebook and, and social media about Tim Tebow are so uncalled for by the fans, or if you even call yourself a fan. There is nothing wrong with Tim Tebow as a human being. And Tim Tebow was a fine athlete. Oh. The Mets signed him, and the Mets don't need the money. They're giving a guy a chance. Does he deserve the chance? That's debatable. But to call Tim Tebow names on Twitter and to go out and say things about him, I guarantee you this. If any of my kids or any of your kids or any of my kids' kids are half as good as a human being as Tim Tebow is, we've won. Hmm. So I think folks need to relax a little bit on that. He's not going to make the I – mean, he's not making the Mets. He might play no. double-A ball this year. you know, and Maybe. Whatever. Maybe. But – it isn't, he's not a bad human being. Yeah, well, that's social media. It's you know, crazy. There's always going to be a sect of people who are going to go after someone forever. So I guess it's chase your dreams no matter what they are unless you're Tim Tebow. Yeah, it's just nuts. Uh, yeah, people like just to attack. If know, people, it, you know, the trolls and whatever, you know. It's uncalled for. And, Here we are. We're going to get a couple of thousand people trolling us now, fine. right? That's how I'll live with it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not as good a person as Tim Tebow was or is. Or right is, now. right. Walking Dead. Walking uh, Dead. Again, I always go back to what my kids say about it. I love this past week's episode. They didn't like it. No, oh, we'll have to disagree on that. So you didn't like it? I wasn't overwhelmed. Oh. I um, maybe I'm the out. Maybe I'm the yeah. I think I think there's something to matter with you. <laughs> I think that's. <laughs> I didn't. Ha- I didn't hate it, but it seems like it's one week it's caffeinated, and the next week you know it's it's sedated. You know, it's I, I last week was sort of see to of, me of, of a it, less of. I love the. They're out on their own. Battling the elements. The beginning of the show, I liked. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. I just like when Rick, Rick and Michelle are out there and they're fighting. They're getting the food. They're getting supplies. All the stuff. They had some elements of humor in there. Uh, there were zombies back. You know, you thought maybe Rick was gone for a moment, but you knew he really wasn't. It was the deer. So I, I thought it was a great one. And then, but I asked my kids, "Well, I didn't think it was near as good, Dad. You're an idiot." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's teens always to mom and dad, right? Um, no, I, I thought that. The week before was more of the sedated one. I was expecting a more caffeinated one this week, something that was a little high yeah. intense. It started out, I thought, pretty good, uh, but I kept waiting for something horrible to happen to him because they were just having way too much darn fun out there. Yeah. They were laughing, fall through a roof, <laughs> isn't that funny? Uh, it's just, I'm waiting, something bad, I'm waiting for it to happen. And they kept easily getting out of these. And you know, even the thing with the guns, you know, not having enough for, you know, the. Planet of the Apes, folks. That's as I call them. Um, I don't. I don't. I, I. I thought it was the start. I mean, it's like they're teasing, but there's not the the single episode. The best way I can think about it is I don't know if uh, the Lord of the Rings. You know, they had the three shows on it. Never seen one of them, Joe. Okay. Sorry. Well, I I read the books 
each of them about six months before the movies came out. I didn't read them as a kid. Um, and I read the books, and I thought, wow, these books are spectacular. And then the movies came out, and the first one came out, and I said, oh, my God, this is horrible. They cut it at the wrong spot. It was almost like a teaser to the second one. The second one was almost a teaser to the third, and then the third finally comes through, and that one was, was really good. When I go back now, I don't care so much because all three of them are out there. You know what could but, be? But, in, but if someone – go ahead. No, no, go ahead and finish your thought. I, I was going to say I wonder, you know, if they're thinking bigger picture, which is someday we're going to stream these live and those people are going to go from show to show to show. They're not going to care the way we do now when we get it week to week. There's a different way of viewing, obviously, because in a couple of months the, the um, uh, House of Cards is going to come out, one of my favorite shows, and I'm going to watch that through the weekend, probably over about three, four days. I'll, I'll probably read it or watch it maybe before. I'm not watching it week to week, so I'm able to forgive. I wonder how much I'm forgiving shows that are streamed the same things they're doing now, and will I care later when this is streamed? That is a, that is an, I think we might have both great points here. That's an unbelievable point. I have, a, I have a good point. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I, and my thought was this. I think The Walking Dead has led us up to the fact that even – all the actors right now are saying, I want to kill Negan. I want to be the one they picked to kill Negan. Everything is leading up to kill Negan. And so wh whatever happens until then is kind of like it's the turkey's not out of the oven yet, so we're eating all the sides and stuff, but we mm -hmm. really don't care. Sure. So we, in essence, The Walking Dead has kind of pigeonholed them into Negan has to be killed for it to move on to like the next life of what it's going to become. And maybe that's what we're all waiting for inside, and it's just not happening. And when an episode doesn't happen... Then we're just kind of like, ah, oh, when's it going to be? When's it going to be? So I don't know. Yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> I'm, re I'm ready for this week, though. Yeah. Oh, I am too. I'm a, I'm a sucker for it. I'll watch it every week, and it's on. <laughs> yeah. You know, whether it's good or bad or whatever it That's happens what make, to be. I mean, you know, as a show like that, it makes people talk. You saw at a different point of view. I did. Right. But you just came up with an idea that I think might, might you might hit the nail on the head. And and I, everywhere you go right now is who's going to kill? Even my kid last night asked me, "How could Jesus not come up with a good idea?" Yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. But they're like, we're, we're debating in our front room, like, who, who, who do you think has got the best odds to kill Negan? You know, and I've said all along, I think it's going to be Dwight. Uh, Dwight, Carl, and Carol are my top three, and then they are all picking their top three. So yeah. I don't think he's going to get killed. You don't? Nope. Oh, breaks uh, news. He's uh, well, it's not really news. I think in the, sh in the book it's a little bit different than maybe not, but we don't know if they're going to follow the way the book is. I think if they don't, they they're have... going to lose a lot of viewers because I think people are, are – that's – they. The fall, they fall in love with these characters, and if he's still out there, then it, you're going to lose audience. Well, I'll throw this out. Spoiler alert. Turn off right now. Um, that he's apparently jailed for a long time in the books, in the graphic novels. That, yeah. So I don't know if anybody kills him, but they capture him and keep him in there. I don't know if they'll do that in the show or not. That'd be all right. I don't think they torture him a little as long, bit. Yes. <laughs> Have him play some music <laughs> yeah. and, you know, we use really the bat there. We have really the rails. Yeah, sorry. Any other thing? We are close to the end here. Any, no. any other words? No, just looking forward to the, like you said, the NCAA tournament next week um, and see what teams get in there. And I, I'll fill out a bracket and I'll be wildly wrong like always. There you go. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. Have a great day, everybody.